Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in actually stunning Seattle. It's so pretty outside. I had to wear my sunglasses. It's a great day for a date. It is? Oh, it is a great day for a date. That's true. Vinny's, he's always on top of it because, you know, we're having a guest at the first part of the hour as we sometimes are blessed Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. interview people Mm -hmm. who we believe are on the leading edge of thought. And this is one of those days we are going to be interviewing Camille Virginia. She's the author of Offline Dating Method, How to Attract a Great Guy in the Real World. But, Benny, I'm sure this will pertain oh, to you. Oh, I'm going to still be Yeah, you'll be taking in. some That's, notes. I think it applies to me. Right, it applies to you, yeah. Of course. And, and I, as I, I was one. telling, yes, of course, <laughs> this is true. As I was telling Camille before we went live, because, you know, we get to say hi to the people we interview before we go live on the air, um, that I even referred this book to a client of mine yesterday who needs some friends in her life so that she can just feel a little bit more connected to her community. So Camille Virginia is an award-winning writer, founder of Master Offline Dating, and the offer of the Offline Dating Method. She helps singles ditch the dating apps. Uh, I think I've been on all of them, actually, and attract great people in the real world through the powerful of meaningful connection. Find out more about her by listening to today's show, and then we'll talk about her wonderful book, The Offline Dating Method. So welcome to the show, Camille. Thanks for having me, Marie and Benny. Yes. And, you know, I got to meet you in person because both of us were guests on AM Northwest in Portland a couple weeks ago. And we were waiting in the green room. And, of course, both of us are friendly. So we chatted up. And I'd actually already heard about you the night before because one of the producers I'm close friends with. And uh, she had told me all about you. So um, it was really fun to meet someone in person before I get to interview <laughs> them. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are all about in person. So, yep, wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> right, right. So what was the, the catalyst for you in, you know, in this wonderful idea that maybe we could meet people in our normal life versus our online life? And, and then, of course, I want to talk about all the great reasons why you think maybe we should do quite a bit less <laughs> online <laughs> dating. I mean, you pointed out some really important things that are really true. But what was the catalyst for you that made you go, oh, you know, I should be working on this to help people have this type of an experience? Well, it was very serendipitous. I was actually in corporate America for a decade, and I never dreamed of being an entrepreneur. And I actually grew up pretty shy. So as I was overcoming social anxiety growing up, I fell in love with connecting with people and in the process started getting asked out by men in random places. And the more that happened, the more my friends started swiping and getting on the apps and stuff and asking me for advice of how do you get a date in the grocery store? So <laughs> it, I made a PowerPoint and that became a workshop and then that became um, a business. So Master Offline Dating is my business and I wanted to reach more people. So um, I looked around, there there really aren't a lot of resources no. out there, or none that I've found actually, to meet people in the real world anymore. It's all online. Right. No, it, it is It is all focused on online dating. What you write in your book, too, is how 
how unkind people can be to each other on the online experience because, A, they have never maybe met each other, right? Or they may never meet each other, or they don't have any personal information, like you don't share phone numbers, or sometimes you do, but you rarely share stuff right away. You have usernames, and, and it, so it's, it's this kind of dark place where people can just kind of say whatever they want to you. Yeah, and it's, it's been shown to bring out our worst behavior, which is so sad that people forget the words they're putting out there are hitting another human being just because they don't register it because they're not face-to-face and they don't get to see that they made someone cry, which normally <laughs> kind of, you know, pulls people back and they're like, oh, it shouldn't be mean. They don't see it and they keep doing it. It's sad. Right, right, yeah. No, I've, I've had several people be very rude to me online uh, online dating. But I'm, 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 I have kind of a tough skin. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they to so, Marie? So I would just go, uh, but I forgot about all of it, quite frankly. You know, like, you know, I, I, I didn't really think about it until you mentioned it in your book. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, that is really true. When you meet someone in person, you're more polite. You know, there's... If you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't want to have an interaction with someone, you may turn away or walk away or say, "Oh, have a nice day." You do something polite versus do something that's weird or rude, or or do you think just like a lot of weird people, and including myself, perhaps, are attracted to the online, or do you think it's just this place where we have this false sense of security when it comes to online dating? I definitely think all of those things, and I mm-hmm. think even people who may have lovely manners in person, go online, they had a bad day, they take out their bad day on someone they've never met. They're like, oh, well, that felt good in the moment. And then they keep (laughs) doing it. Right. You know? Right. So it's building this bad habit of treating people like dirt online. And then, I mean, eventually that online and offline persona is going to merge. You know, they they can't be a a gentleman offline and then be a jerk online. That's those worlds will collide. Ultimately, I think they just needed a hug. <laughs> they just need no, a hug. Everybody yeah. needs a hug. Need a hug yeah. Seriously, and they just want to throw it out to someone else because they're not getting it. They're not right. getting the affection. Right. So, Benny, have mm-hmm. you had you know you know what would you consider uncomfortable moments in online dating world? Uh, not as many. I mm-hmm. kind of generally let the let the female kind of drive a little bit more. I'm a little on the other side of traditional, but mm-hmm. I mean, I just I prefer that too. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more my thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, so Camille, so you got really excited, um, and you helped some of your friends figure out their dating issues, if you will, and and then you wrote this very, very lovely book. So there's a lot of information in here. One of the things I love about the book is right away you start talking about energy. Right away. You're like, okay, where's your energy? What's going on? Are you in the present moment? Which really most people aren't present. This is a very complicated Mm -hmm challenging subject matter for most people in the world. People are staring at their phones all day long, right? Um, mm-hmm. Right? So so that I, I thought was lovely, like checking your energy and are you present? Because how can you actually even make eye contact with someone if you're not in your body? Exactly. Or if you don't know they're there because you're glued to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't even yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, and so one of the things that I also knew I wanted to incorporate in the book was lots of actionable tips because it's one thing to tell people they should talk to people more or to be more present, but I was like, but you have to tell them how, you know, they don't even if they wanted to, they they need the how. And so I, as I'm sure you found in the book, oh. provided lots of tips lots. to do all of those things. Yeah, there's <laughs> one in particular that, that ha- was very helpful for me because I have no problem making eye contact with people. That's not an issue for me, but... People are uncomfortable having 
extended eye contact with anyone. And then I kind of look weird or creepy or, you know, like, or, or, you know, and you write that about that in the book. And you said when that happens, because I I like to look at people in their eyes. It's just, I've always Mm -hmm. have my whole life. Um, but you, you gave this tip, and, and of course I want everyone to read the book, so we won't give all the tips out on the show today, but where I, I haven't tried it quite yet, I, th- I actually think I have subconsciously because I've been able to maintain some other people looking at me longer because I'm not scaring them by making direct eye contact, um, <laughs> where you, you actually stare in between people's eyes and on their forehead, you know, in between their eyebrows mm-hmm. so that they don't feel that intensity because not everybody's comfortable with the intimacy of looking deeply into someone's eyes. Yep, exactly. And it's actually been shown that prolonged eye contact, they've done studies where like pairs of people who didn't know each other stood and stared at each other for a couple minutes and along with some like meaningful questions, a couple pairs of people actually fell in love. Oh, so yeah. Eye contact is very powerful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've fallen in love through pure eye contact before. That definitely had happened, <laughs> has happened to me. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. So actually, I was in the grocery store not too long ago, and um, somebody looked at me, and of course I looked directly at them, and then I switched, but it was just natural. It's like, I, I wasn't thinking about it. I switched to their eyebrows. And they came back around and looked at me again. So I, I made some progress. <laughs> um, I have to, like, get a little bit more courageous. But um, it, was, it was, like, it really works. Like, because pe- then people don't feel intimidated or uncomfortable with you um, if you're, you know, staring them in the eyeballs. So what's yeah, one of your... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and also people love looking at each other like it's a natural thing to do and so when you acknowledge each other especially if it's um you know if a a woman's attracted to men and she there like looks at men in the eye it makes it more comfortable for them to approach her because Mm. they're not afraid of scaring her (laughs) (laughs) which you write about in the book that sometimes because you wrote this mostly i think you your audience is women but i think this is for everyone just my personal opinion (laughs) about it but you you yeah, you write in here that some men feel very uncomfortable approaching women because they don't want to appear creepy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've worked with a lot of women, and, and I write it, I, you're right, I write it from a female's perspective to attract men, but 90% right. of the tips are just, you know, it doesn't matter your sexual orientation or gender identification. Um, but even like Benny said, you know, he kind of prefers the, the woman to make the first move or, or come to him, and that's just his style. And he's a great guy, and so imagine yes. all the great guys out there who need a little bit more of you know encouragement you know right right so if they're not getting a cue that a woman's comfortable with them approaching them potentially then they're not going to because they're so polite Exactly. Those are the guys that you want. And especially with the Me Too movement and everything that's gone on, the, the good guys are the ones who now have a lot of trepidation, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them that I've talked to, you know, they're like, I don't want to come across as aggressive or anything, but I want to talk to her. So, but I'm just not going to do anything. And it's like, no, that's not the solution. <laughs> just take it easy. Take baby steps. Take baby steps. So one of the interesting, uh, tips that you have in Thank your Thank you, book. by the way, for that compliment. <laughs> that was very sweet of you. It's true. That. And you don't even know me. Oh, she does. She reads energy. That's true, actually. She we we actually had a little chat on that. Yeah, she knows you, of course. Mm-hmm. Pleasure to have you here. I, I loved one of your tips, too, because some women don't feel, com- they don't feel comfortable being alone, like in a coffee shop or a restaurant or a movie theater. Uh, uh, that's definitely not one of my issues. Sometimes I'd rather go to the movie theater by myself, actually, yes. so I can just sit wherever <laughs> I want, eat all the popcorn, 
and <laughs> and leave like right before the credits come, you know, where some of my friends want to listen to all the Take music. Free popcorn, and, and I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> and find out who the choreographer was, where I could care less about that part of the movie, right? So, but you had this really great idea. Let's say you are a single woman, and you're going to meet your friends for dinner. Sh- just show up early. Mm-hmm. Yep, the 20 minute trick. And I kind of stumbled into this um, because, I mean, again, I I was terrified to go places alone. I just had this fear of looking like a loser, which, <laughs> if anything, it shows that you're more confident when you can go places alone and you don't need to have someone with you. Um, but yeah, so it's just working it into existing plans where you have a reason for being there. You just happened, quote, happened to arrive purposefully <laughs> 20 minutes early. So you get comfortable in that window of time with being alone and then start stretching it. Go 30 minutes early before you're meeting your friends, 45 minutes. Then pretty soon you can go places alone because you worked up to it. I think that was an excellent tip. Wonderful tip. And then if you're feeling uncomfortable, especially those first few times and and someone approaches you and go, yeah, I'm just waiting for my friends. You know, we're having early Mm -hmm. dinner tonight or, you know, I just got here early. So you have a, a good something to say if you feel awkward. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. So what's one of your favorite stories that you want to share with our audience about, you know, maybe one of your clients or your own favorite stories about meeting a really cool person? Ooh, let's see. Gosh, that's <laughs> so many. <laughs> um, I would say one time I was in the drugstore and I was looking at greeting cards and again, the, you know, being aware of my surroundings, I noticed that there was like a male energy without even looking at him I knew it was a guy kind of walked behind me and mm-hmm. it was it, you know not creepy or anything very safe and <laughs> all of a sudden I heard this you know any good ones in there and he was commenting on the cards I was looking at and so we struck up a conversation and um and he ended up asking for my phone number but it was just like a simple question using you know what I was holding in the moment no pre-canned pickup line or anything and it led to a great conversation and and he asked me out so and this happens to you all the time you know, wherever you go, whatever's going on with you, a, a lot of times in your life, you get asked out on dates, just out in the real world. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And that, that was shocking to me that like, because I, again, you know, growing up with social anxiety, I never thought that this would happen to me. And that's why I say if I can do it, honestly, anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think a lot of these tips and stories and things that you recommend in here, they, of course, are going to help you with your dating life or making new friends or just feeling more a part of your community. But they actually help you to become more insightful to your personality and maybe some issues you might have internally. It's almost like a little bit of internal therapy going on in this book. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And especially the later chapters, because it starts out, there's only three chapters, and it starts out pretty light with how to be more approachable. Then it goes into how to break the ice with anyone. And then the third chapter is half the book, which is how to have meaningful conversations. And I say having a meaningful conversation, and I walk you through how to do that in the book, is like verbal journaling. <laughs> ah, because one of the things you talk about that is probably why I don't, I haven't been doing what you recommend in your book, which kind of surprised me, <laughs> it's because of the emotional labor, it, particularly that women get caught up mm-hmm. in where we, we, maybe I don't know how to have a meaningful conversation with someone or I don't know how to approach someone maybe who... You have the biggest in with your dog right now. Oh, yeah. You no, have it's, Charles. It's that is dog. like the go-to for but, like... But, but you don't know what emotional labor yeah. means. All right. Yeah. So so emotional labor... <laughs> I'd be like, wow, you're having a lot of fun with your dog. That's instant what? for me. 
Yeah, I am. I'm having okay, a great so. time. No, but, so, Camille, why don't you share what emotional labor means? Because it's a really big deal with women. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I only learned about this recently, and I was like, oh, really? my gosh, it makes so much sense. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, originally it was coined by Arlie Hochschild in the 80s, and it, it was um, it was meant for mostly women who are in roles where they have to kind of be nice no matter what happens. So like right. a waitress or a receptionist or someone who's always, quote, on because they're dealing, you know, with people professionally, even if those people are rude to them or, or whatever. Um, but I took it and I extrapolated it to any time that a, a person in general, women included, because I think this especially happens for women, is presenting a different persona or attitude or tone of voice or saying something that doesn't align with what she actually feels. And mm-hmm. I show like a visual map in my book of that. Yeah. Like anytime you do that, you expend energy trying to keep up the difference between your aligned self and the persona you're projecting. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's a, And I'm so used to having in-depth conversations and work. You know, it's just a natural part of mm-hmm. my experience. And so for me, it feels like, in order to have, at least in my head, in order to have certain conversations with certain people that I don't know, I've moved into this emotional labor place. And so I don't want to. So I just kind of shut down. You know, it's like, eh, I'm just going to hide in the corner. Or what you also recommend, you know, if you're out and about, don't sit next to the couple or the family. Go sit next to the guy that's kind of cute that is giving off the cue that he's single. Yeah, I don't do that. I go sit next to eight women you know, who are really loud, mm-hmm. you know, um, because of this. But of course you have wonderful tips and ideas on how to avoid this and to not expel your energy or not get into that place where if it's habitual or you think that's what you have to do to be a good person and be polite, that there's other ways that you can have meaningful conversations. Oh yeah. And that's the whole secret to getting asked out in person that I didn't know I was even doing that was leading to dates is that people are so starved for face-to-face connection with each other and meaningful conversations that when you give them a small dose of a meaningful conversation, which, again, I walk you through how to do that in the book, so know, it's, it's authentic fabulous. to you, right. but they, they want more of you, you know, because they're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know I was, I was missing this level of connection. This person's giving it to me. How do I get more of them? And they right. naturally ask your phone number. Right. Then they ask for <laughs> your phone number, and then you can decide if you want to go on a date with them or not. <laughs> exactly. Great. So you also do um, one-on-one coaching for individuals. Is that true? Is that what you do, too? I do. I do private coaching, and then I'm going to be launching my group coaching program, the Offline Dating Academy, in January. Oh, wow. So what does that look like? So that actually... I don't know if I told you this, Marie. I actually wrote three books that I... I don't yes, know we talked. talked about I said you were so smart <laughs> to write three books kind of at the same time so that your your publisher will be really happy that you have more material ready to be launched. So apparently number two is coming out is what you're about to tell me. Um, number two will come out next year, but I, I accidentally wrote three books. Oh, and I, I love so I got it. the publishing deal and I just kept writing. And so it's my whole nine-step method. So... The book, my the offline dating method, my book that's out right now is three of the nine steps. But the offline dating academy, my coaching program, is all nine steps, and I walk you through it. And I do group coaching, and we have training calls and coaching calls and stuff in a, a small community. So it's wonderful. And that starts in January in the new year. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, and and people can find this out by visiting you at. I'm gonna have you fill at in the blank. Math- Sure, masterofflinedating.com 
um, or offlinedatingmethod.com. And they can also join my free challenge. I have the offline dating challenge, three days to a red hot date in the real world. Ooh. So free so, there. <laughs> oh, so what does that look like? So that actually follows the chapters of the, the book, The Offline Dating Method. And so people, if they're not sure they want to buy the book yet, can go join the free challenge and get a, a lot of the key tips from each chapter. And I've had women who've gotten dates by the end of it. Oh, I also have gender, um, like, I have one for both genders. And whoever, whichever gender you're attracted to, I have a challenge for that. That's so lovely. it's very inclusive. <laughs> so I can only imagine that, because uh, I was telling my daughter, who's a professor in Oklahoma, um, about your book. We were having a chat on the phone and she goes, gosh, all of my students could really use that book, mom, because you know all the young people are so addicted to apps. Right. And, and so they've really mm-hmm. lost the art of connecting and communicating and having these meaningful conversations in person. And, um, totally. is that part of, you know, are you, I'm sure that's a big part of the audience you're hoping. And, and that, of course that you work with that you're hoping to have them learn how to actually, you know, connect with people face to face. Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, honestly, I have worked with women of all ages, like up until from 20s to 70s, because even those of us who remember a time without uh, technology and even right. the internet, which I'm raising my hand right now, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they've forgotten. Social skills are like a muscle. If you don't actively use them, you lose them. So, um, that is my hope. And I actually have a couple of universities in Tennessee yes. who will be buying my, my book for um, the incoming freshman classes of next year. Well, I so. think you <laughs> should hit up um, Oklahoma State and Stillwater, Oklahoma, um, because my daughter would definitely put in a good word for you. So I think you should hit them up and then maybe go teach a class, right, to all the lovely yeah. young people there so that they can have options, right, M- instead of just apps, you know, have options or um, or ditch the apps and just totally work on. And, and one of the things I love too, that, that you also pointed out, which is really important is when you meet someone in person, you get so much information in a very short period of time. And I think sometimes people who use apps, myself included, you kind of feel like, well, I've got all this other information. Like I, I know what this person does for a living, at least if they were honest on the app, mm-hmm. I know if they're divorced or if they have children or what part of the country they live in, if they're honest but in reality, yeah. right, if they're honest, because people lie, especially online. I mean, it's just so much easier to lie online. Um, but when you meet someone in person, you actually get to feel them. So you can you actually have a better sense if they're being honest or not. And you can pick up on the cues that you've known from your whole life being in a body and meeting people in person that are going to give you better information than actually that supposedly factual, you know, those numbers and, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, facts about someone's life, um, you can have a better mm-hmm. experience in person. Totally. Yeah. And it's just, you can really feel into it. You can, you know, get the information, like you said, that would normally take a couple of weeks. You can get it in a couple of seconds, what they look like, if they have social skills, you know, if there's any connection, things like that. Or if you feel that they're not an honest person or you just don't like their energy, that's really good information mm-hmm. that you can get in seconds. Right. Well, yeah. Filter fast. Filter fast. Yeah, I love that. Well, we thoroughly enjoy um, your book. I think it's excellent. Congratulations to you in helping humanity figure out how to go back to our roots and actually formulate healthy, 
bonds with other people and have meaningful conversations with anyone that we maybe run across in our day-to-day life, whether it's the grocery store or the post office or the coffee shop or at work, wherever we happen to be. Um, So we thank you Mm -hmm. for all of that. And um, you can get Camille's book pretty much anywhere, Amazon, of course, The Offline Dating Method, How to Attract a Great Guy in the Real World. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Marie. All right. Well, have a beautiful day. You too. All right. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question, and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. What do Mick Jagger, Barbara Walters, and Star Jones all have in common? They've all suffered from something called heart valve disease. Heart valve disease affects 11 million Americans, and if left untreated, can lead to death. Unfortunately, less than one in four Americans have much knowledge of this disease that kills more than 25,000 people every year. The good news is that if heart valve disease is treated, patients can recover and live long, happy, and productive lives. But in order to treat heart valve disease, you need to know if you have it. If you or your loved ones are over the age of 65, have been treated with radiation to the chest, have been diagnosed with a heart murmur, or have a history of heart disease, it's time to listen to your heart. Ask your doctor today about screening for heart valve disease. A message sponsored by Heart Valve Voice U.S. For more information about the symptoms and treatment for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast, another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. The Marie Manucherry Show is streamed live over the Internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150.
Welcome back to the Marina Nature Show. We're live here in really gorgeous, sunny, but freezing cold Seattle. I guess it's going to snow next Friday. Uh, I haven't looked that far out, probably. I mean, your guess is better than mine. But <laughs> I wanted to double back on our previous uh, guest who we oh, had yeah. on. So what yeah. are you going to change? Uh, or what are you going to work better on? I still have, uh, well, I, I have a little bit more tips to read about. But even yesterday when I went to the coffee shop, I sat right. I mean, I did see someone mm-hmm. who I thought was attractive. And, I, and he looked single. She gives you tips about how you can tell if someone might be single or not. And um, there was a table not too far from him. And I looked at it, and I even thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good table. Mm-hmm. But then in my mind, I'm like, oh, but there's no outlet. I won't be able to plug it in. So where You're did I go? You're battling in your head. Right. Why? So well, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but And so where did I go sit? I sat next to about eight to ten women who were really loud. Of course, I had so much fun. I ran into sure. about three people I hadn't seen in quite a long time. So I had a wonderful time. But I'm like, yeah, I have a, I have a lot of work to do, Benny. I've been mm. doing it all wrong. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. Progress. It takes time. I know, Progress. I'm kinda, I'm mm-hmm. ex- I love to learn new things. So um, obviously I'm not shy when it comes to work at all. But I think I'm just so used to shedding my energy down when I'm not working because, you know, my work is takes a, a I wouldn't say it, it. I receive a lot of energy from it, but I'm on mm-hmm. a lot when mm-hmm. I'm at work. So I tend to just turn down All when right. I'm not working, and I got to work right. on that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're aware of it. Oh, yeah, it's fun. I'm super excited. I, okay. I love to learn new things. Okay, so who do we have? Yeah, well, let's give out the number. It's uh, the other half of the show, which is the open line segment, and it's 877-825-8828. It's the number, and we'll take Nadia calling in from the Duval area. Hi, Nadia. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Nadia. What can I do for you? Uh, I was wondering, do you have any insight on my health? Mm, okay, so I'm drawing out your energy right now. Mm, well, one of the things that's interesting, I've only, I've, I've drawn out all the chakras, but right now I'm making the arrows to show where the energy is flowing. You know, like, is it flowing into your body or is it flowing out of your body? And so far, three out of seven chakras have a significant leak of energy. So have you been really tired lately? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I have a seven-month-old. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll make you tired, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but even prior to that, even prior to having the baby, were you tired? Uh, yeah. It's, it's been a, an ongoing issue. Yeah. Well, here's energetically the reason why. Because I believe everything happens energetically first, right? Everything happens energetically first. And yeah. so before, you know, a health issue sneaks in or even before the fatigue sneaks in. And you have this tendency to give your energy away. And probably because you have a small child now too, obviously you're giving your energy to this child all the time. But we need to make sure that you're able to receive as much as you're giving out. And that's not happening. So how do you recharge? Do you have a plan? How do you work on taking energy into your own body? Do you know? Um, I do like a, like a grounding exercise every day and uh, I try to go out for a walk um, mm-hmm. listen to music uh, yeah <laughs> right so so those are those are nice but I think you yeah. I so would you say that your perception about your self-worth is kind of limited or low uh, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and having a child actually doesn't help even though having a kid is super fun and interesting you basically become a slave to your child, right? Because you have a seven-month-old. They need everything. They can't do anything for themselves. You know, you have to do everything for them, which is lovely and wonderful, but it just doesn't help that. I, I, you know how much you love your child? How much? 
You know what I'm talking about, that love you have for oh, your child? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I would encourage you to quickly, starting right now, mm-hmm. start loving yourself to that level. Because that's going to turn your energy around. Your leaks are significant. I don't think you have a serious health issue, personally. Um, but the leaks are so significant in your body, it's going to feel like you do. Mm. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean... They are very significant. So if you start, uh, you know, loving yourself, appreciating yourself, think you're just as fun and delicious and beautiful as your seven-month-old, your energy is going to start to move back into your body. And I'm I'm working on it a little bit right now. And I would also start using the what-if question. What if I easily receive all that I truly deserve? And that will really help you to stop leaking your your subatomic particles, your life force. Um, Was your mom... Was she somebody who really devoted herself to the family? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you learned at a young age that that's really the only way to be is to just give, 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 give in order to be a good person. And old souls like yourself, that's actually not in their best interest. It actually creates negative karma when you're an old soul and you don't know how to receive and you're still in that constant giving mode. It It's actually not good for you. So mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> and it's <laughs> you know how to do it so easily, like... You don't have to practice. No one needs to explain that to you. It's just a natural way you know how to be in the world. But one of the reasons why we incarnate to a physical reality is so that we'll do things differently. And you haven't done that yet. You haven't figured out how to receive. So that that's okay. going to change everything for you, and you'll feel much better. You'll have more energy. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck, and have fun with that baby. Yeah. Thanks, Nadia, for joining us from Duval. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manucherry Show. We will now take uh, Mandy, who's calling in from Edmonds, Washington. Hi, Mandy. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, How are you today? We are lovely. Yeah, we're just, you know, getting our dating uh, guidelines Squared on. away. Yeah, <laughs> so that we can... Uh, have who, meaningful conversations in the world. Next to yeah, <laughs> we're taking. No, Vinny's going to be borrowing my book. I know it. It's going to happen. Okay, what can we do for you? Uh, I was wondering if I could have a general energy reading mm-hmm. and uh, talk about my uh, exhaustion. <laughs> well, it's you know so far it's the theme of the show so far, which is interesting. Um, but unlike our first caller, so far when I'm drawing out your energy you're actually taking energy in. So at least from the first and the second chakra, I mean the first and the seventh chakra. So that's wonderful. The sixth, the fourth, you do have a leak, a pass through, through the third and the second. So overall, I would say your energy looks good. So what are you doing that's exhausting you? Do you think and analyze and process a lot in your head about all kinds of stuff? I probably do, but I'm also very intuitive. Mm -hmm. Okay, but... So if you're if so I'm not disagreeing with your intuition but intuitiveness has nothing to do with analyzing or processing information. Okay. Yeah, it's all about being present. That's that's when you really engage with your intuition is when you're not thinking. So your energy actually looks great. Are you sleeping well? I'm going through some insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes I will sleep for 12 hours at night. And other times I will be up after three hours sleep and be up for the rest of the night and day. So uh, I am seeing a naturopath. Uh-huh. Uh, we've only had one session so far, but we're waiting for blood tests. Yeah. But yeah. I will continue to see her, and um, hopefully that will help with the insomnia. Well, 
my overall sense is you're chatting and you're doing all the right things. And, and it's kind of nice if you get 12 hours of sleep and the next night you only get three. I mean, it is kind of averaging out a little bit. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's not horrible. Um, is that I just think you have to stop worrying about everything because you go directly to the worst case scenario. You know what I mean? In your head. Do I? In, in my opinion, that's why I'm asking, is that true for you? You know, do you go to the worst case scenario when something happens in your life, like not getting enough sleep or feeling exhausted? Well, I'll say that I try not to, and I do try to put a positive spin on everything, and I do your what-if questions, and I do affirmations, and um, maybe you're right. I have to take a look at this. Okay, yeah. You know, that. how about everything's okay? How about I'm... I'm, okay. Yeah. How, what if everything's okay and I'm figuring this out and I'm learning new things, but I'm okay. I'm safe. Everything's fine. I think that would be really nice if you start saying that to yourself because you're really smart and it's lovely to be smart. But when you're really smart, you can think of the worst case scenarios. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> your brain can go to a lot of different, you know, realities, if that makes sense. Okay. So you're saying that my exhaustion is probably over-processing. Yes. I, I think you're exhausted because of your mind, overthinking, analyzing, processing, which is going to have like a, a domino effect to other areas of your body, like your adrenal glands and p- potentially your thyroid gland, where it's going to affect your immune system because you're taking all your energy to analyze and process information rather than let it to feed your healthy body and bring your biorhythms to a wonderful balance. So I think that's the issue and that really everything's okay. okay. And you'll, you'll find the little nuances that you need to correct, but that even if, even if everything came out beautiful in the next several months through supplements and things of that nature, if you don't learn how to relax your mind, you could eventually come back to this again. So that'll be really important is to stop thinking as much as possible. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Mandy from uh, Edmonds area. Beautiful up there. Right it there. is Have so you been up there lately? Yeah. It's oh, gorgeous. Man, it's gorgeous. Right there yeah. on the water. My dad oh. actually used to live right there. Really? The oh, yep, yeah. It's so pretty. It was amazing. So if you haven't gotten up there, get up to Edmonds as you can. Until then, we'll go to British Columbia. And we have now Amanda joining us. Close to Mandy, but not. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, hello. Hello, Amanda. How are hello. you? Hi, thanks for this opportunity. Of course. What can I do for you? Um, I had cancer surgery, and my surgeon is talking chemotherapy. Uh-huh. But I'm hoping that um, maybe radiation would be just as effective for me. Uh-huh. Um, I just wonder what my body says or what you pick up. Well, you know, I mean, all oncologists, and I shouldn't say all, but the majority of them follow whatever is recommended by the American Medical Association, or in your case, you know, the Canadian Medical Association, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're in British Columbia. Yeah, so, so I think you have to make this decision on your own based on um, how you feel about chemotherapy. Um, and so do you, I'm scared. You're scared, I really, right? I don't really want to. I've, I've made up my mind that I was going to try to um, argue for radiation, but... He says it's invasive, so I'm wondering whether it's best for my body to do chemo. But did I'm she remove? So you had the surgery. Did they remove all the cancer? I'm Hello? not sure. I... Okay, so that's a really good question to ask. So let's say, and I'm not an oncologist, right? But this yeah. is what my my perception of energy. In fact, I've told clients for years and years who were diagnosed, and I don't know what stage you are 
cancer-wise, but in early stages, especially breast cancer, like one or two, to not get chemotherapy. That's something I've asked all my clients across the board. Only a few of them took me up on it, and thankfully they're fine and well and doing extremely well. And now the American Medical Association, actually that is their recommendation as well. Early stages of cancer, certain types of cancer, no chemotherapy, because chemotherapy is a carcinogenic, so it can cause cancer too. So it's this interesting place, like if if we have aggressive form of cancer and they've, you know, gone to lots of places in our body or several places in the body, then chemotherapy could seem more of a, perhaps a better option because it can go all over the body and kill cancer cells. So... Well, she said it hasn't gone to the lymph. Right. They did think it was in situ, which was in one spot, but then she said they found out it was more invasive than that, so... Mm-hmm. But I thought that it was a, an early cancer, you know. Right. So it's a, it's, it sounds like it is to me. Is this breast cancer then as well? Yes. Yeah. So here's the question you want to ask them. You know, since she said it didn't go in the lymph, that's wonderful. That's amazing. And, yeah. a, and so ask them if they had clear margins. When they did the surgery, clear margins meant that when they took the, the mass out, that they, there was a space between the mass and clean tissue. They call that clear margins. So ask them, you know, was that within the realm of what you would want to have in terms of you got all the cancer out? And, and here's the other thing I want to say to you. You get to do whatever you want. This is something, unfortunately, that modern medicine hasn't quite, you know, accepted that patients get to make their own decisions. But you do. It's your body. You get to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yes, they, they do tell you that at the end of a conversation, <laughs> but they don't seem to. No, they don't believe know. it. They don't believe it. No. They, they get mad at their patients, actually, when their patients tell them they don't want to do something. And, oh, exactly. Right? And, and so then they make you feel like you don't know what you're doing and that you're going to make a grave mistake and it's going to, you know, kill you or something similar to that. And, and that's sad because it's your body. You get to decide what's in your best interest. Yeah. The clients yeah. who do the best in my practice, they follow that. They, they do what feels right to them. And no matter what their diagnosis is, they do extraordinary, extraordinarily well and have full recoveries. So, um, so that's what I think. So here's what I'm going to do, too. I'm going to have you stay on the line, and Lisa will get your contact information because I know someone who's a lovely health coach who actually went through something herself and did very well, and then she decided to coach others because she followed her intuition. So maybe perhaps you guys can, if it feels comfortable to you, you know, have a conversation or two that might help you as you move through this process. Right. Okay? But I'm excited okay. for you. I only have good feelings for you. Your energy actually looks really good, even in, oh, your, yeah, even in your heart chakra. In fact, I would work on receiving because that's kind of the problem that happens when we have any health issue in the chest area is we're not taking in enough energy. And so that's why sometimes disease sets into that area. And for most women, the emotion that gets stuck in the heart chakra is grief. So, um, yeah. But I, I'm excited for you. I have good feelings. I know you're going to make a great choice. Uh, thank you. You're That's welcome. Great. Thank you for the you're, encouragement. Of course. You're welcome. And have a beautiful day. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. And I'll put you back on hold for a quick second. Uh, 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Uh, get in while you can. About 15 minutes left. And we'll take now Catherine, who has called in from Seattle area. Hi, Catherine. 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. Of course, Catherine. What what can I do for you? Um, I recently got, I don't know, I'm not necessarily diagnosed with cancer, but potentially mm-hmm. cancer. Uh-huh. So, so um, early. So, like, they're saying these cells look weird. We're not sure what well, they're... Well, they can't even say that the cells That's look weird. That's good. Had... Well, no, they, they didn't have a biopsy. I had an incidental mass found on a CT scan. Uh-huh. And so, but it's in a location, like, it's deep in the muscle of, like, my, like, my gluteus. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I was seeing your so, leg, but not your, your glute. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so it's more, like, my kind of buttock area, but mm-hmm. they say it's, like, deep in the muscle where um, if they were to resect this or, like, it'd be challenging to biopsy it. Huh, um, interesting. And so, it, so what do they want to do then? to wait oh and see um, if it goes away see if it goes away or if it gets bigger okay because like right now it's just been stable in size but on imaging the vascularity is concerning for cancer it looks like cancer based on the how way it's coming it up right but yeah. they're, but they're so are they saying uh, that it is when you read the ct scan does it has the word malignant in it in the CT scan. Yeah, it's a concerning for malignancy. So okay. they think it's either like a liposarcoma or oh. a myxoma. Okay. All right. And so you want to know, should you get that puppy out right away? Or Yeah, like if waiting, like I'm kind of okay waiting six yeah. months because the concern is that um, based on where it is, like it would impair my... Uh, like, um, I know. I know. You go ahead and just yeah. cry. I'm right here for you. You just... <laughs> cry all you want it would, to like impair my ability to walk afterwards right um right yeah, yeah i'm just like i guess calling in to be like how do i sit with this for like six months yeah um, it's a really good question well well first of all here's the good news mm-hmm. and and doctors don't say this they don't say let's wait <laughs> they just don't so there is yeah. There is something where they're not 100 percent sure and typically although people don't like to hear this typically the um, radiologists, I swear, they're like psychic. Uh, and I've, I've never met a bad radiologist. I'm sure there's some out there in the world. But they know how to look at that weird gray thing that looks like nothing and tell if something's yeah. malignant or not. And the fact that they're saying it's concerning, um, but they want you to wait, means that they're not 100% sure, which is actually a yeah. really good thing. So how about this? I agree. I think it's a great idea to wait. I think that they're being, if, if they were more certain that this was a true form of cancer, they would have you, they would already have you biopsied. You know what I mean? They wouldn't yeah. waste. They would go in there get this taken care of. But the fact that they want to wait a little bit and they've been watching it and it's not growing, you have all this time now to make it go away on its own. Right. And you love magic. You love mysticism. Yeah. All of that makes you happy. So here's what I'm going to suggest that you do. I want you to fall in love with that cute little thing that's in your butt cheek. (laughs) Well, love is the most transformative energy there is. It it changes everything. So I want you to fall in love with it. I want you to send beautiful energy to it. I want you to be kind to it. I, I want you to imagine that whatever the final result is going to be, you are going to be super happy and thrilled. So don't get caught up in a certain expectation because the universe is so unique and can come up with the most fascinating outcomes that would light us 
on fire or light us like a Christmas tree because the Christmas trees aren't out yet. I'm sorry to kind of divert here, yeah. but they're not out yet. And I really <laughs> want to put my Christmas tree up and there isn't any Christmas trees anywhere. I'm going to have to go in the forest and chop something down. Wait, because what? Are you serious? Yeah. Right I haven't found a Christmas tree anywhere. Oh, you personally? Yeah. Oh, because I'm like, they're out there right now. Where? I haven't seen well, we any. Have three in the hallway over here. Well, yeah, those we are have... fake ones. Ah, uh, well, I was at the QFC <laughs> in Kirkland. I know oh, they I have because someone's already posted them okay, live ones Okay, but I want there. a tall one. I, I need like, t- uh, you know, like. Limited on size. Really. Yeah, I, I need like a 10-foot right. tree, you know, to put in my foyer. You have to apply to cut one down, don't you? Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'll yeah, look for you. Have. Okay, thank you. So anyway, sorry to divert, but that's kind of what you need. <laughs> you need the funniness and the silliness and you know what I'm talking about? Are you still there with me? Yeah, I'm Okay, there. great. So you need that. You need the joy. You've done all the right things. You went to the doctor, and you're following their recommendation. And I like their yeah. recommendation. And again, if they were sure, they'd have your butt open up right now and grab that thing out, regardless if you could walk or not. They just would. Yeah. Right? So let's yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt, and let's work on your body from an energetic perspective and Whenever you have anything, whenever anyone has something in their cheek muscles, it's about Mm -hmm. not letting go. So this means this is a chronic problem of yours. And I don't mean the health thing, but not letting go is an issue for you. Yeah, I'm in control. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. So when you're falling asleep at night, here's your homework assignment. I just gave this a homework assignment to my online class that I taught, it was day, It was our last class last night. Lovely people, super fun. Just, I had a blast. And, and so when you're falling asleep at night, I want you to repeat to yourself, e- either silently or out loud, and do it for the next six months. What if I get out of the way? What if I get mm-hmm. out of my way? What if I let go? What if I surrender? You can pick one of those or repeat all of them. I don't care, but it's going to start to move into your subconscious as you get sleepier and tired and then when you wake up start it all over again before you get out of bed just repeat these words it's going to help to break up shrink make it go away or have them do another scan and go oh yeah it's fine or whatever because you need to let go that's going to help your your beautiful butt cheek let go too of whatever's in there okay okay and then keep me posted i want to hear all about this i'm thank you for calling in and and letting yeah. me share some techniques with you. And uh, yeah, I look, thank you. I look forward to you having a beautiful resolution with this. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Catherine, so much. And I did look it up. Uh, if you are willing to buy a or cut down your own Christmas tree, you do need a permit. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm just telling you. <laughs> okay. And if you need more information about that, you can go online. No. Fine. I'm just saying. I'm just saying okay, for other people right, who want right, to do it, too. Right, right. It's a good family thing to do. It is, yeah. I'm okay, not against it. Much. Yeah. So you need a permit for it depends on even what forest you're going into. And so it can or re- you can g- go to places that right. just have it all arranged for you. You totally. don't need a permit for them. Right, 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 right. But there's plenty of things online that you can do. But you will need a permit. You can't just, like, go in there, cut it, and haul it out. And if you get <laughs> caught, it's not You're gonna be. It's like fishing when you don't have a license. You get in uh, big yeah. trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super, super big trouble. Okay. Thank okay. you for that, Benny. And I'm, I'm looking for the tall tree that just somebody else cut down who will put on top of my car, <laughs> tie it on so I can drive it home. And Lisa and I will drag it into the house. Or maybe one of my son-in-laws on Thanksgiving. Wow, you just put it out there. It's yeah. The whole family involved. See, well, there's yeah. a family affair right there. Well, Go yeah. get your permit Lisa's and actually, everyone does it. Lisa's already helped me carry in a couple of trees uh-huh. already. So. Take yeah. it out of that one, can you, Lisa? Yeah. All right. Uh, Christina from Renton now joining us. Hi, Christina. Good morning. Good morning, Christina. What can I do for you? Well, I have gone through a pretty large transformation in my life in Ooh. about the last year and a half or so. Pretty 
large hashtag all caps transformation. <laughs> what happened? I I lost uh, about seventy pounds. Wow! And Congratulations! I, started, I became a runner. And wow! Kind of changed my whole wow and health and everything. So so where's Uranus um, in your chart? Do you know? Do you know where Uranus oh my is in gosh, your chart? You know, I'm really into astrology and it's not coming to me at the moment. <laughs> Do you know where Taurus is in your chart or Aries or? I know I'm an Aries oh. rising. I'm a Virgo oh. with an Aries rising. Oh, I just love that. So um, I have both of those in, in my planetary, you know, but I'm an Aries with a Virgo moon. So oh, you're, so Aries rising means, you know, that's how people see you in the world, right? The rising sign, like I'm a Leo rising. So everyone sees me as this very outgoing, highly approachable person, but I have a Virgo moon, which means I like the quiet yeah, and I want everyone to stay away from me when I'm yeah. in my personal life. This is why I have a hard time dating. Okay. It's like this and I'm is... the Virgo with the Aries rising. Right. So, so everybody like... go ahead. Yeah. No, I just feel like I'm a weird combination. <laughs> no, you're a great combination. I love this, but Uranus was in Aries for seven years, seven years. And so it changed the way people see you. So that's yeah. one of the reasons why you lost weight and you had this huge transformation. It, for you, it was very personal about your body and how you connect with your body. But, but for everybody else, it's how they saw you, right? You're yeah. 70 pounds lighter. Your, uh, your body looks different. You probably wear clothes differently. Everything's changed from your external perception from the other. Does that make sense? Yeah, people don't recognize me anymore. Right. <laughs> so you did exactly what Uranus, Uranus is the planet of transformation. It moved into Taurus this year, but it was in Aries for seven years prior. And you did exactly what Uranus wants someone to do. It wants you to completely transform the way you're seen. But for you, it was very personal. It was, yeah. Right. And yeah. running, you love to run. It makes you so happy. I need it now, which is bizarre because I used to have to do it thinking someone was chasing me with a gun, you know? <laughs> well, congratulations. That's Thank wonderful. You. What can I do for you? Well, my question is, is that I'm in a real career quandary at the moment and how my career kind of is um, affects my relationship because oh. I kind of had this thought that I was going to change my career and that my husband would retire his job and <laughs> so then it's come based. work with me. <laughs> so you're trying, so now we know you're Virgo, right? Because Virgos can be right. a little controlling. I, I dated, a, I've dated a lot of Virgos, actually. I'm very attracted to Virgos. So well, and they're he, too he, controlling he, for me. Too controlling. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Well, he, he at one time had expressed a lot of interest in No, no, me. you are so hysterical because <laughs> this is what Virgos do and, and my assistant is a Virgo. That's how much I love Virgos, right? So, so Virgo, somebody says something once. Yeah. <laughs> and the Virgo takes it all the way to the 10th degree and says, oh, this is what they want. Okay, this is what we're doing. And then they make the final decision. And then they just try to force their partner into their, their dream. So this is real. And I, I mean, no disrespect when I'm about, I when I'm about saying this. Like, shame I on you. Get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Sorry, he, he gets to do what he wants and you get to do what you want. And you get to do what you want, even if he doesn't do what you want. You know and, what I mean? And I'm fully on board with that. Okay, I'm, good. I'm actually fully, fully on board good. with that. He doesn't totally believe fine. you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, well, and that's what I get. But I guess the question is, is whether you see me transitioning into this new career plan that I have for myself anytime soon. Absolutely. Stop waiting for everybody to shift their life for your comfort. 
Yes, go ahead and do it. Go have some fun. Get started right now. You, you know how to make all these things work. It's in your destiny. Yes, go for it. Okay, and my relationship will survive this transition. As, as, long, as, as long as you respect him and let him do what he wants, yes, of course. Yeah, all right, I'm okay. on board. Okay, cool. have a beautiful day. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. And uh, Benny and I will be reading uh, whatever we need to do. <laughs> I have a tip for anybody. Oh, what is it? Here's the perfect date. Go get a Christmas tree together. Oh! Okay. All, all right. right. All right. Don't forget your permit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Joyful, us. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye for now.